Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about veganism. So you may have had thoughts about simply incorporating more veggies into your diet, especially if you're a mom trying to get your kids to eat them, or maybe you are just thinking about actually going vegan. But how do you even go about doing that? What is the first step? And then what is the next step? And maybe you're wondering why, why would you even want to go vegan or what, what are the health benefits? What is the, the purpose of it? So if those are things that you have been thinking about, then this episode is for you. And I'm excited because I am not doing this one alone. We have a great guest, one who is knowledgeable about being vegan and who has a lot of great tips and tricks to be able to help us navigate the whole vegan world. So she's going to give us practical steps and advice and also share her story with us. You will get some great how-tos and be inspired by her story. So our guest tonight is Kathy Davis. Kathy is a plant-based lifestyle and mindset coach, the CEO of Veg Inspired, and the author of three cookbooks. Kathy empowers high-achieving professionals to elevate their energy by adopting healthy living habits so they can show up at their optimum performance and achieve their goals. Kathy has been eating and create, creating vegan meals for more than seven years, so I think she's got a lot of practice. And over the past two years, she shifted her daily habits to follow a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. She experienced amazing results renewed energy, a newfound sense of joy, and a healthier mind and body. Kathy's brand, Veg Inspired, is dedicated to providing high-achieving professionals and entrepreneurs with the resources to make a similar transformation. She is eager to guide others on their journey so that they can make a more significant impact in the world. That's awesome. We need that. And fun fact, Kathy and her husband, John, are living their plant-based dream while simultaneously traveling the United States in, drumroll please, an RV with their cat. They've been to, yes, it's so exciting. I like, I think we're going to start there. They've been to 26 states and 19 national parks so far and have a goal to visit all of the U.S. national parks. So please help me welcome Kathy Davis. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. Yay, Kathy. Welcome. I am so glad you're here. This is going to be such a great conversation. I'm going to learn a lot and I'm really excited for our listeners to be able to hear what you have to say and and hear your tips and tricks. So I'm curious though. Um, okay. RV lifestyle, vegan. Those are two things that don't usually go like together as far as, well, you wouldn't necessarily think that because that's a very busy lifestyle, right? It seems kind of, you know, it's, you're not just busy, like doing life in an RV. It sounds a lot more complicated to live the vegan lifestyle. So I'm excited to dive into what is, what is life like living in an RV? First of all, oh, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's more than we could have ever imagined it to be as far as what 
what we expected, right? You go into these types of lifestyle changes and you're like, I'm changing the American dream. Like my American dream is not a white picket fence. It is a house on wheels, travel in the U S and you go in with one level of expectation, but you just don't know how incredible it can be until you really tap into it and experience it. And I'll say like, that's kind of the same way I feel about veganism and hmm. eating plant-based in general. I didn't know how good it could feel and how amazing it could be until I did it. And then once I experienced it, it was like, I couldn't stop. That's, and that's a really cool analogy. I really like that because you have a certain concept. You think, oh, that'd be fun. The adventure. And then you're like, okay. And the reality and this and that and stuff. And it's like kind of the same thing with veganism. Like, okay, that's pretty cool like that. But wait, how does that really work? You know what? Then you start thinking about the details. And so actually let's go there. Let's actually start talking about the details because I, I want to dive into like some practical how to's and like, how would someone do this? And I know with your cookbooks, like through those, you have have uh, dispelled a lot of different myths that there are out there about veganism. So let's just pick one. So I will start with one that I don't think is necessary, technically one that you probably have in there. But first one that comes to mind is space. <laughs> like in an RV, you don't have much space. <laughs> so do you need a lot of space or how do you tackle the space issue? You know, that's a really good question because we don't have a lot of space. Now for RVs, for RVs, we have more space than most RVs. Like we have a little pantry, we have a spot that's plumbed for a dishwasher, but we use it for storage. So we have some space. But one of the things like my response to that is let's not overcomplicate it, right? Let's let's draw back to the simplicity. What are some grains you want to try? What are some veggies that you can keep on hand? You know, could you, can you use frozen veggies or maybe some canned products, maybe canned beans, take up less space in, in one spot. So you might have some pantry items, you might have some refrigerator items, you might have some freezer items, but really kind of utilize everything that the grocery store has, which is important because one of the things I found with RV life is I don't always get to go to the same grocery store. <laughs> so I kind of have to, you know, use what's available, which means that I may not be able to get all of my favorites, all of my staples. So how can I really tap into using what I can find and how can I store the things that I love? That's interesting. So did, would you say that that might be partially what has helped to inspire you to come up with new recipes or try new veggies or, you know, try different things? Because on one hand, like probably my immediate reaction as a type A person is like, oh no, not my favorites, not my normal store. Like, ah, <laughs> like I'll go a little bit berserk. But on the other hand, it could be like, Ooh, this is fun. Like let's try all different stuff. It's, it's interesting. So when we first hit the road in the RV, we were the people who were like, we're going to go to every single Whole Foods, like Whole Foods <laughs> sponsor us. Like we're going to go, we're going to take pictures at all of them and we're going to shop at all of them. But the, the more we experienced eating more of a clean vegan diet. So really mm. tapping into the unprocessed foods, right? Because mm. you can be vegan and eat a lot of processed foods, yeah. but you can also be vegan and eat a very clean plant-centered diet. And when we started eating cleaner and eating more of the whole food, not necessarily at Whole Foods, but at any grocery store, the beans, the grains, the veggies, the fruits, mm -hmm. We were inspired to make recipes with what we had instead of looking for the processed veggie burgers because they didn't have them 
or those special snacks that we loved. Well, they didn't have those. So what can we do instead? We can make our own. We can come up with, you know, unique things that we can snack on so that we do have foods that we love and flavors that we love that add variety as well. Do you, that just made me, do you do a lot of grilling then? Um, Or is that part of RV life or not so much? We do, we do some grilling. We do have a grill uh, that we do use. I would like to say during warmer months, but we actually chase the the climate. (laughs) So all the months are warm, but it really depends on RV life. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It really depends on where we are in the country and what our site is like. If it's a, if it's a, you know, really nice site with a lot of room, we'll tend to be outside more. And it really just depends on where we are and what's in season. Uh, we do love to grill fresh veggies from the local markets, but they're not, it's, they're not always in season. And so you're not always getting the, those local veggies that you can do all year round. Although you'd think following the climate, we would get the same veggies, but that's not the case. Yeah, that is interesting. And so that kind of covers like that whole, like the difficulty and the access to things. Um, Do you, I was just, so I don't know much about the RV life and just like where campsites are and and where you end up in town, like where the campsites are and stuff. And um, would there typically be farmer's markets? And obviously it depends on in season, like that would be like the summer months or depending on, um, but there's a lot of farmer's markets that go indoors as well and go throughout the year. So do you find that there's a lot of those in the towns or the places that you tend to camp or can you choose according to that? Or how does that work? We could definitely choose according to that. Um, What I find is that a lot of times the farmer's markets tend to be outside big cities or in small little like suburban towns. And they're they're like very seasonal based on the location. So we've been into some really, really great locations where the farmer's markets have been incredible. We plan it into our day. We go every week. We buy all the veggies there. And then we just supplement with, you know, the starches and things we can't get from the, you know, at the grocery store. Um, And that works really well. And like I said, we found some amazing places. We were just talking about it the other day. My husband and I was like, do you remember those tomatoes that we got in Wyoming? Like just random little memories that we have about the country. Like who would have thought they were going to have the best tomatoes there? (laughs) That's crazy. So do you, um, do you have capability to grow your own things like, you know, by hanging things or anything like that? Or we probably could, uh, we had a cat that really liked to eat anything green. And so I was thinking that I'm like, the cat thing might like make that difficult. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't, we hadn't tried it, but we actually talked about maybe growing our own tomatoes this year and just trying it out and seeing if that we could do a little container garden or we'll be in one spot for a couple of months. So it just allows us to add some variety. And really, when you think about it, if there's foods that you love and you have the ability to have a small container garden, of tomatoes, of lettuce. Lettuce is really, really fun to grow because you can go out and pick it as you, as you want to eat it. Um, Peppers can grow on vines, like different things like that can be grown in a container that adds an element of fun because you're literally cooking the veggies that you're going to eat or you're growing the veggies that you're going to cook. Right. 
Yeah, that's awesome. We have the the issue with ours is we have a lot of bunnies at our house, so they like to eat lettuce. So that's proven to be pretty tricky to to figure that out. We're still working on on that one to that we eat the lettuce before they do, but we're working on it. <laughs> Stay tuned on that one. <laughs> so talk to me about time then, because I feel like time is a big um, potential drawback to people. Um, because it sounds overwhelming to do a vegan diet. So um, give us some tips and tricks of how, like maybe bust that myth and then some tips and tricks of, okay, so I want to do this. Um, What's the time factor look like? Yeah. You know, Jenny, I think it really comes into consideration to thinking about foods that are familiar to you. So a lot Mm. of times what happens when people, you know, decide to change the way that they eat, they want to add, they want to add more vegetables. They want to eat more plants. They want to go plant-based. They want to go fully vegan, like whatever it is, whatever point in the journey that they're on, they want to do meatless Monday. They think they have to do it in a box. They almost feel like they have to do it this certain way. And that's a myth I'm here to bust because you can eat more plants any way that fits into your schedule. I am super busy, right? Not only am I running a business, but I'm also, when you travel full-time, you are booking campgrounds and researching parks and making sure that you're up at the time to get the national park special pass that you need to go to the special part. Like, like (laughs) it's amazing. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's a lot of juggling, a lot of timing. And so for me, I really, really lean into super easy meals, Mm. pick the meals that you like. If you're already eating oatmeal for breakfast, can you just swap a few ingredients so that you're eating a plant-based version? If you love big salads with lots of veggies and some proteins for lunch, can you swap your proteins? Like open a can of beans, open a can of chickpeas. Like it, I think we yeah. overcomplicate it and then mm-hmm. we use the excuse of time because that's comfortable. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're going home and you're making, let's say, ground meat in, let's say ground beef and red sauce with pasta and a side salad, you could do the same thing with lentils or Mm -hmm. without the meat and, and add a vegetable or a bean and, and spend the same amount of time. What I think happens is people are like, well, no, I have to cook it exactly the way the, this Mm. YouTuber made this pretty video or this, this Instagrammer has this beautiful 17 ingredient recipe that I have to make. And now we're overwhelmed and we're like, I don't have time to cut carrots into little swirls or make an avocado rose. I can't do it. (laughs) Exactly. It's so true because we're talking to a lot of moms here. Like you got busy. No, you don't have to be a mom to to have a busy lifestyle, obviously. But like, especially like, you know, when you're thinking of like, get my kids to eat more veggies and like, you're right because the Instagram worthy things is just, I I can't do that. And it has to be this fancy recipe. And, and I do think that's a big part of it is that overwhelm, like anything when it's new, right. Is what do I do? And then that time factor comes in with, Oh, I need to research. And I think you have like, we can mention it now and then we'll mention it at the very end, but you have something that can definitely help with that. (laughs) I do. I do have something that can help with that. And I'm super excited to share that, but you know, I think so we're talking about busy moms, right? We're talking about people trying to get their kids to eat more vegetables. I was a school teacher for seven years and I sat with those kids at lunch and I know what they ate. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things, my one of my big takeaways now that I'm eating this way and working with a lot of parents and a lot of moms is feed them familiar foods, but give mm-hmm. them choices of things that are new. Make it exciting. Just like as an adult, we don't like to try new things. Change is scary. 
-hmm. So tap into knowing that and say, okay, today we're going to have carrots and broccoli, and I want you to try both of them. And tomorrow we're going to have corn and um, green beans or cauliflower and eggplant and like use familiar foods, but also introduce unfamiliar foods so that you can get them tasting new flavors and you can get them interested. And then when you find the foods that they love, serve more of those. If they love sweet potatoes, serve them a bunch of sweet potatoes. If they love white potatoes, serve them a bunch of white potatoes. Don't come in being like, we're going to do meatless Monday and we're all going to eat tofu because I would have been like, heck no, I'm not eating tofu. (laughs) Or don't tell them it's that. (laughs) Exactly. Hide it. Yeah, no, I think that's brilliant. I think that is like an amazing tip to be able to just, you know, just because once you'd like, just say, okay, this, and quite frankly, don't announce it, (laughs) just like kind of start doing it, like slide it in there. And until they call you out and I've had that, you know, with other changes that we've done in our house and you get called out on it. But I think that's really smart because that familiar with the unfamiliar, I want to go back to kind of with that, but then also you mentioned like the, the protein. I want to go back to the protein because you mentioned that with the salad. And I feel like that is often a big like timeout, not going there. Like, how am I going to get my protein in? So what are your tips and tricks for getting protein or educate us on how do you get protein um, with a vegan diet? Absolutely. So my, my favorite ways is chickpeas and hummus. Like if you were to ask me like, where's your go-to it's chickpeas and hummus. Mm -hmm. I love both of those. I eat chickpeas on salads. (laughs) I love hummus as a snack. It's really a staple, but any kind of bean adds a a high amount of protein. Edamame is a fun, right? You can Mm. eat them in the little pods, peas, um, spinach, broccoli. Those are all high in protein. Nuts and seeds are very high in protein. Spinach Quinoa. and broccoli? Mm-hmm. Oh, so those are good. Something else that I, okay. yeah, see? Oh. Something else that I tell people is in your smoothies, like you're feeding your kids these really fruity, flavorful smoothies, throw a couple tablespoons of white beans in there. Nobody will notice. They're getting protein and you're not filling them with all these protein powders that have a lot of sugar, Mm. right? Because a lot of the protein powders are like ultra processed, not all of them, but some of them, the more popular ones have a lot of fillers and sugars and we just don't want our family eating that. Agreed. Oh, that is brilliant. So what are some of your favorites? So you've mentioned a couple of them, salads and adding the protein in there, the hummus, um, and then the protein shakes or the shakes and adding some things in there. Do you have other quick, easy things or, or switches like that? Or what are some of your go-tos that are quick, easy meals or tasty? Oh, definitely. Tasty. <laughs> well, I'm a, ta- I'm a huge taco fan. I would yes. eat I'm like taco Tuesday, but every day, please. That's, nice. that's more my philosophy. <laughs> so I'm always looking for different ways to add, you know, a variety or fun to tacos. And I love to do um, roasted veggies with beans, black beans, pinto beans, anything like that. You can actually roast the bean to get a different texture. I was going to ask you if you roast them. So like on a frying pan or? On like a baking sheet. I just throw them in the, oh, I just throw oh, them in the oven. It. I'm also a fa- fan I've of sheet pan meals. That. Okay. Talk to me. Keep going. Yes. (laughs) So sheet pan meals are really key because you can chop everything, throw it in the oven on the sheet pan and then help with homework. And you're not standing over the saute pan or the skillet the whole night. Like you can like do other things. So I do tacos in there. Um, I have a recipe we can actually link in the show notes if you'd like. It's chickpea El Pastor and it's chickpeas, pineapples, and onion 
roast it in the oven, and then you toss it in some spices and you eat it with a fresh pineapple cilantro onion salsa that you just chop up while you're. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. So good. Oh, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. You just gave me a thought though. I was just going to say, and I love tacos with like quinoa and lentils or tacos with cauliflower. And it's just, it's, you can have tacos every Tuesday Mm -hmm. and have four different recipes and just rotate through them. And nobody, they would just love it. Well, you actually gave me the idea because we love tacos in our house too. And so you gave me the idea of like doing tacos for a week and do a different kind of taco, like have taco week and just like, okay, we're just going to do a different kind of taco every night. And so you're talking like in the the corn shell, like you're stacking it all just like you would everything else, like, you know, and just, okay. Exactly. And I think, yes, I would love, we will definitely link that recipe because um, I think that sounds amazing. And I'm, I'm definitely going to do that because we love, we do taco Tuesday. And so that would be fun. One of the meals um, we'll do lentils and kale and onions, and then we have put chicken with it too, but we could do without that and just had that. Um, But that's, that's like a similar combo that you were just saying for the, um, for the tacos. So lentils are very fun. Yes. And for the meal that you were just talking about, I would swap in sweet potato. Instead of the chicken? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Because you've got the protein with the lentils. Mm-hmm. And you've got the, you've got the greens with the kale. So yep. you might want something a little bit more satiating. So sweet potato, you could either roast it or you could bake it and then serve the lentils and onions and kale on top of it. Um you could add chickpeas, but I think that's overkill. You could mix cauliflower yeah. in. Cauliflower is also a great alternative to chicken, like cauliflower wings, yeah. cauliflower mixed into um, like yeah. stir fries and things like that. Yep. I could see that. And um, do you, so like thinking of time factor, do you batch at all? Does, is that helpful to you or do you not have much storage in the fridge, like for your lifestyle? So I think that's a personal preference. My big takeaway tip is to meal plan based on your schedule. Um, and I know, I know that, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on meal planning, but like in a nutshell, like (laughs) you just, you just said like, tacos for a week, but like, I'm thinking you could do tacos every Tuesday and rotate through four different taco recipes and not get stagnant. And then you could do like soups on Sunday and have different soups. So you're kind of starting this meal plan. But the biggest thing is what day of the week is the most difficult? Maybe you prep ahead for that day so that you're not caught in a pinch and grabbing takeout or throw in something from a box in the microwave just to get food on the table, right? Like how can we, how can we have more food that we cook? I don't personally batch like full meals. I will make a full bag of rice if I'm dirtying the rice, the instant pot, mostly Mm -hmm. because I don't want to wash it every day I eat rice or I'll bake, I'll bake a bag of sweet potatoes or a bag of russet potatoes mostly because I just want to turn the oven on and do it once. So it's more of a, it's yeah, it's more of like, what's the convenience or what's the, how can I get this done quickest so that the next meal is easy? Like tonight for dinner, we had leftover baked sweet potatoes with black beans, roasted uh, broccoli and uh, some wilted spinach, spinach with a cashew cream sauce. And it was so good and so easy and everything was kind of leftover and we just mix it together in a bowl. So it really just depends nice. on your schedule. Yeah. 
I love that idea. And I, I'm a big fan of meal planning. So I agree. And I think doing that, um, that's pretty clever doing like the soup Sunday and, you know, taco Tuesday, you know, taco Tuesday is something that people are very familiar with, but kind of that same kind of pattern. So it just makes it easier because as much as I like, I feel like I'm starting, like I pretty much do it for the month usually. And so like, I feel like I'm starting from scratch again. I would love to get more meal ideas in there. So I might take you up on that. I think that, you know, the whole like meal planning, how to the kinds of meals and different tips and tricks like that, um, I think would be super helpful. I know for me personally and the Instapot, because I just got an Instapot, um, and so pretty recently, and I'm still kind of figuring it out and kind of like, oh, wait, we have that. Like, I, my main thing is like, I always forget to, you know, get something out of the freezer and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> so I'm like, I got to throw it in there. But I would love to um, have different tips and tricks and ideas with that, too. So I think that would be, I think that would be an amazing thing. That'd be awesome. Do you have anything we have like just a little bit left before to um, wrap up this segment? Do you have any other uh, quick tips and tricks you want to add in? You know, the biggest thing is really to use familiar foods. I've said this multiple times, but try to keep it simple. The, the focus is really on adding more plants and crowding out the foods that you're, that you're trying to reduce or eliminate. If you're trying to go fully vegan, it would be all those animal products. If you're trying to just eat more plants, add in a second serving of vegetables, fill your plate with the foods that align with this new goal and crowd out the other things. Love it. That is excellent advice. Awesome. All right. So we are going to wrap up this first segment and we are going to be coming back with more about living the vegan lifestyle and how it can actually improve your health and help you hit your professional goals. You're listening to SM Enlightenment Radio NTV and the Journey with Jenny podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back and thanks for joining us on SM Enlightenment Radio and TV or the Journey with Jenny podcast. I'm Jenny and we are talking with Kathy Davis, owner of Veg Inspired, and we just covered a lot of great, amazing how-tos of living the vegan lifestyle and incorporating more veggies into your meals. And now we're going to dig into the why. Why veggies? Why a vegan lifestyle? What does it do for us? So let's start off, Kathy, with just sharing your story. Where did all this come from for you? You know, Jenny, this is always a great question. It's always my favorite question because I feel like it's really relatable to people. So this, my journey started over eight years ago with my husband bringing the idea to me. He had read a couple of contradictory articles in some magazines and was like, I think we need to check out this plant-based thing. And I was like... Oh, no, 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 we don't. I love blue no cheese kidding. dressing and burgers and <laughs> buffalo wings. And I'm not giving that stuff up. You're nuts. I'm a, I'll eat more plants, but I'm not going to go vegan. 
six months of eating more plants, familiar foods, sauces made from cashews, sauces made from squashes, you know, really tapping into the vegetables I loved, having big salads with cucumbers. And I didn't really love tomatoes, but I learned to love them. <laughs> Lots of, I didn't love beans. I didn't you love mentioned beans. tomatoes many times. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> I know. I didn't love beans either. And I, and I, we had a whole conversation about beans in the last in the first segment. And so it really was an evolving taste buds for me. And what mm. I really found, and I mentioned this first thing is it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I was really afraid I was going to miss food, that I was going to be, feel deprived and feel cheated. And that I was just, you know, how, oh, you're a vegan. Like, how could you possibly not eat what I put on the table? Like I just had this preconceived notion but what I found was it wasn't any of those things. Mm. It was really about eating foods that fueled my body, that that gave me energy. And I remember way back in the beginning, probably even before I fully committed to, to going fully vegan, somebody asked me, how do you feel? And I was like, well, I don't, I, I don't know how to describe that. Like I feel lighter, cleaner. Mm. I, I just felt different. And I say this all the time. I didn't know how good I could feel until I started feeling good. Yes, so true. <laughs> and that's that's really where the journey started. And, and so it's been an eight-year journey. Two and a half years ago, I found myself really high, hot into the vegan products, a lot of processed foods, eating out a lot. You know, I wanted to be the Guy Fieri going around doing the diners, drive-ins and dives <laughs> as the vegan in the RV. And it was starting to show I was low energy, showing a lot of signs of diabetes and just other things. And I really needed to tap into what health was. And so I got back into the bandwagon and looked up what the difference between vegan and this more plant-based plant centered, mostly unprocessed. And I've found my, I found my passion. Like I feel amazing. I eat really fresh, really clean, really whole, you know, cooked and uncooked foods. I'm not a raw vegan or anything. But mostly it gave me so much energy and so much mm. joy. And I just, I can't wait to share it with other people. So that's kind of how our whole, my whole story evolved into becoming a, this, this coach and cookbook author is I really just want to make eating more plants accessible to more people. That's amazing. That is, and I just so many things like going back to just the whole, the impression that you had of what you thought a vegan lifestyle is. And um, I think a lot of people can relate to that about anything, fill in the blank, you know, people think, you know, X, Y, Z, and it's like, no, it's not, it's not really that and until you actually get in there. And then, and I totally relate to the whole concept of, you don't know how bad you were feeling until you start feeling well. And I, I think that, I think that every American relates to that on some degree, they might still be in the camp of, I don't feel well. And I don't know, I don't feel well. They haven't gotten over to the, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. That's amazing. I, I had no idea. And so go back to like what you just said about, um, I don't, I didn't quite catch how you defined it, but vegan versus, the, the clean plant-based, because I think that's a really key part of your story is I am kind of curious. So you started feeling better and then did you start to get into more of the processed foods or like, how did that kind of happen? Yeah, I, we started feeling better. And I mean, a lot of it, you think about it, you start to eliminate animal products and there's just this low, you know, less inflammation, 
you know, you're not eating as much high fat, high cholesterol foods. And early on, we were eating more vegetables, more plants, like eat more plants was really the motto. And the more plants we ate, the further along the vegan spectrum, the further into vegan eating we got, it was like, here we are in 2022 with thousands of brands of vegan products. And I know people who, who go gluten-free feel the same way. Like you basically take the gluten products that are making you feel bad and you swap them for non-gluten products that aren't any healthier, right? Like I always joke like Oreos and and are vegan, (laughs) right? But they're not, we know, we all know Oreos aren't really a health food. So not even a food. Right. I mean, if it's vegan and it has a cream filling, like what's the cream? Like, come on now. So (laughs) veganism is more of an ethical decision to avoid the use, the exploitation of animals. Plant-based or clean plant-based, whole food plant-based eating is really about the way that you eat. Mm. More so from that, you know, unprocessed whole food, right? Like you're eating the whole grains, you're eating the vegetables, you're eating the fruits, you're eating trail mixes or granola bars where you can see the ingredients versus uber processed ones loaded with sugar. So it's really a swap in, in those more whole foods. And I identify as a vegan, like I don't wear animal products. I don't go to zoos. I don't do any of things like that, but I eat a very clean, unprocessed vegan diet, Mm -hmm. but I'm not perfect. And I never want anybody to think they have to be perfect. Like we are, I'm, we are living real life. And there are nights when I want a glass of wine and a piece of vegan chocolate cake, and I'm going to go all in on those, (laughs) but it's about what I do day in and day out. Those daily habits are really rooted in whole food, clean foods, foods, and they don't have to be foods that don't come from a can. Like I still eat chickpeas out of a can. It's just, I eat chickpeas out of a can that are organic and low salt and you know, they don't have a lot of fillers. They don't have junk in them. Mm -hmm. I I think that's an excellent distinction. And I think that it's also an easier step for people to be able to step into and, and makes a lot of intuitive sense, right? It's just a healthier way of living. And that is definitely what I'm all about and, and all about promoting in my life and my lifestyle in my business and my podcast and all of that is just, it just doing something to step toward health and what is a better option here and clean eating by far obviously is. And I I love that you made that distinction between the two, because I do think a lot of people uh, hear the word vegan and do think a certain, just the lifestyle and the activism more so than the benefits of the, the eating that that way of eating provides for you. So I think that's a really good distinction. Um, so, so what are some of the things, so you said you felt better. Um, what are some of the things that, how, how does your health change? Like how does it improve one's health to eat a plant-based lifestyle or, you know, a diet? Absolutely. That's an excellent question. And, you know, one of the beauty, one of the beauties of this is that we're not the first people. Like I'm not the first plant-based person. There are doctors that are prescribing plant-based diets to help people reduce the risk of cancer reoccurrence, 
to help people reduce heart disease, right? Oil and those high fat, high cholesterol animal products ruin the insides of our blood vessels. And we just load them up over and over and over again. And I, I mean, I even work with clients right now that are reducing the, the symptoms of diabetes because they're taking control of their health mm-hmm. because they're eating a lower fat diet. And the fat is really what blocks the insulin from being able to pull that blood sugar out not to get too sciencey, but it's no, really, <laughs> it's really about taking control of your health. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell my clients all the time, like, I'm not here to prescribe which plant-based doctor you need to follow. Like we need to identify what your goal is so that we can look if it's, if it's a diabetes you know, you want to reverse or prevent diabetes, look at the mastering diabetes information. You know, they have very specific ways that they start their day, specific, specific foods that they recommend. If you're looking more for like the just overall health, look at somebody like Dr. Gregor, who has his daily dozen, it's 12 foods that you really want to try to get every day. And I'll tell you, even as a plant-based eater, when you're not eating whole foods, it's hard to get those. It's Mm. hard to eat three servings of whole grains a day if you're eating processed foods, right? Because Mm. you're not eating the whole grain. You know, you might be eating a processed cereal or you might be eating processed granola bars instead of eating oats or granola. So it really makes you aware. And there's so many benefits. Like I said, I mean, I was reading a study the other day, 25% increase in productivity simply by increasing your veggie servings from up to five servings of vegetables. I tell you, really? like, imagine 25%. that what it, up to 25% productivity. Wow. That's like an extra, what, two hours and an eight hour yeah. workday of productivity. Like what could you do with that time? Don't tell the bosses. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's but amazing. Think about it though. If let's yeah. say you have a cafeteria in your company and you now start feeding people whole plant foods and they're more productive. Maybe, maybe they're happier. Maybe they're, you know, mm-hmm. I found a huge sense of joy, a sense of wellness, just less anxiety, better sleep, 40 pound weight loss. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of really, really significant benefits. And one of the things that I, you know, I tell people in my story, my pivot moment two and a half years ago was, was a weight issue. I stepped on the scale. Mm-hmm. I was at high, my highest weight ever. And I wasn't naive to feeling bad, right? Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't feel good. I knew I didn't want to get up and film recipe videos and do the work that I had set out to do. I just felt icky. But my fear was I was going to travel the United States to all these national parks and I wouldn't be able to hike. And I'll tell you, we hiked at Glacier National Park and we hiked at Big Bend National Park. Two moderately to strenuous hikes. I would have never been able to do those 40 pounds ago. I never, I would not have been able to walk. I would not, I might've been able to start the hike, but I wouldn't have been able to finish it. And it just, I am so grateful that I made the decision to change the way that I eat and take control of that because it's allowed me to live a different life. Yeah. That's powerful. That's amazing. I mean, that right there, I think that lends itself well into just understanding like how, because you you mentioned in your coaching that you do, like how it helps you hit your professional goals. And I don't even know if you have more to say about that. Maybe, I mean, just like the fact that it, it does give you more productivity, the fact that it can help you lose weight. Um, I mean, are there other hidden benefits? Like how else does it help you? I mean, that that's crazy to think, like I, 
I don't think that would be a natural thought people would have like, oh, let me go to this plant-based diet or up my vegetable intake and I can do this long list of all these things I ever wanted to do in my life. I mean, that's amazing. You know, Jenny, I think the, I think the reason we don't think about it is because it's not really mentioned. Like True. we don't talk about it. People mm -hmm. don't walk around saying, I mean, we walk around saying that we're tired, that we're hungry, that we're, you know, oh, I had, I blew up at the kids last night, but we don't really go to the source. Yeah. Right. And I, this is, I, I love Western medicine. There's a huge place for it, but a lot of times we miss the source of the problem. Yeah. You know, I work with, I work with people who are like, gosh, I, I, I skip lunch because I'm too busy. And then I yell at my kids when I get home or when I leave, you know, when I leave the office and I go downstairs and I'm like, but what if you ate lunch? What if you took 15 minutes and heated up yesterday's sweet potatoes, some black beans and some spinach and, and ate lunch? How would that make you feel? What if at three o'clock you set a timer and you went down and you had some fruit just to build up that energy? And, you know, we don't track that, right? We're, we're a society that either wants, we're all into track or we're like a food journal is not okay. And I'm like, I'm of the mindset that I don't want you tracking your macros and like your calories and all that stuff. I want you to tell me how your food makes you feel. Hmm. How did that salad at lunch make you feel with potatoes and beans and right, you know, veggies and you ate it and you feel amazing and you feel energized for the rest of the day and you get home and you're like, gosh, I have more energy. I don't mind cooking. And hmm. then you start this cycle of like this positive relationship with the way you think and feel about food, right? Because right now we're like, you know, just trying to get through the day. We're just trying to hustle through. We got to get it on the table. We got to get the kids to, to their different events. We got to get to our different events. Like we're, you know, where are we in, in this life? And I think if we take that step back and we say, wow, what if I did fuel my body with the food that it needs? What if I did eat more fresh fruits and vegetables? I mean, the things that I'm saying are not, are not, abnormal. Like we all know we need three to five to six to seven servings of vegetables and fruits. Mm -hmm. We just don't get it. We all know right. that we need whole grains and that they're heart healthy. We just don't eat that way. And so mm -hmm. it's really about taking that step back and saying, how, how can I fit this into my life? What are some of those easy swaps? Could it be beans for, for chicken? Could it be oats in place of my, you know, my processed cereal? Could it be a kind bar in place of the, you know, Uber process, something else with sugary jelly, whatever in it? Like how <laughs> can I tap into foods that I recognize versus processed foods and really feel yeah. better? And I, I think that you hit on something so key, that causative relationship. I don't think we spend, we don't take the time to think about that, especially for what makes us feel good. Because I think I think it's a fairly common thing like to hear people say like, oh, you know, I, I can't, you know, if I have that big lunch or whatever, like I, I can't drive in the afternoon, like, you know, if we're driving somewhere, like I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to fall asleep. Like, I think it is sometimes easy to recognize that, but not stopping and thinking, well, why is that? And is that really normal? Should it be that way? Should, should I eat something different? I wonder how I would feel if I had a salad, you know? And so like just really diving deep and, and understanding that I think that's a really important thing. And it sounds like I'm guessing that that is something that you do with your coaching. Can you want to explain a little bit more of like the way you coach? Cause I think it's um, unique how you do it as far as like you've mentioned, you know, you're not prescribing a specific program. Um, so like, what do you do in, in those coaching sessions? Like, how do you do that? 
Absolutely. So we work very specifically on the mindset and the mechanics. Mm. So one of the big gaps that I found in the industry is that we never change the way we think about food. The diet industry is a $6 billion a year industry, and we never change how our relationship with food. We check off the boxes, we get to our goal weight, we stop eating the way that got us there, and we cycle back and we gain it all back. And exactly. and that's those changes never happen. And if you if you dig in and you look at how people actually make habit changes, they dig into their mindset, they become the version of themselves who eats the healthy food, who passes on the cupcakes at lunch or at the at the office, the one who doesn't drive through through drive-throughs, right? Like you become a person who just doesn't see that as food. And so until you tackle that mindset, I just see people going right through the same cycles over and over again. And so in my coaching sessions sessions, it's really about you know, the, the big, deep questions. How are you feeling about food? How mm. did that, how did eating that way make you feel? What are ways that you can fit this into your lifestyle? And I'm very unique. My program's a year because I'm, my oh. goal is that you have a transformation. Yeah. So it took me six months to reach the 30 pound weight loss. And it was a long six months after mm. that to really stick with it, right? Because once you hit that goal, your mindset is, oh, I can add those things back in. Right. And so I really, really teach from an exper experiential perspective. Mm -hmm. I lived what you're, what they're going through. Mm -hmm. I lived what my clients are going through. I was the busy professional. I was the tired per person. Mm -hmm. I was the person hooked on vegan junk food. Like I can relate to all of these places because I lived it. And so yeah. I really work from that mindset and mechanics perspective and, and tap into how to make this fit into your life and how to make it a lifestyle mm. versus a checklist of a diet. Yeah, that is powerful. I love that you do that because it's so true. First of all, the mindset thing, huge. I'm huge on myself. Like my very first episode of Journey with Jenny, mindset. Like it's, it's such an important, important thing for every aspect of our life and absolutely eating because we have to eat every day. We have to eat multiple times a day and it's just something that's always going to be there. And so we always have an opportunity to make a good choice or a not so good choice and, and, and the repercussions that come with that. And, and I love, I love the fact that your program is a year. I think that's really good because it is so true. It is a process. And you mentioned um, earlier about just similar similarity to like going gluten-free and like, I have done that. I, you know, live a gluten-free lifestyle and, and I can definitely relate that way. Like th there's, you know, you, but up against it at first, it's hard. Everything's new. It's overwhelming. And it's like, okay, got this. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take everything that they have. And it's like, wait a minute, is that really better? And so like the, I, I see the cycle, I see exactly what it is. And that's awesome that you're able to be there and, and hold their hand um, through all of that. So that's amazing. And um, with that, I think you have a freebie, a gift for our audience. I do. I do. So meal planning is my number one tip for success. So I've actually put together a meal plan recipes. Your whole family will love. It's full of recipes, grocery list, and a way to fit it into your busy schedule. And I'm gifting it to the listeners. They can find it at veginspired.com slash podcast. And I'm really excited about it because it gives you all the tools you need. Now I'm one of those people who thinks you should really meal plan for yourself, but I wanted to give you an example. I wanted to get you, you know, starting off on the right 
white feet. There's some excellent recipes in there that I know that the family will love. And it really, really is fun to be able to share some of my favorite recipes and make this accessible to you. So like I said, you can find it at veginspired.com slash podcast. And I'm super thrilled to share it with all of you. And I can't wait to connect and, and hear what you think of those recipes. Oh, that's awesome. I cannot wait to check that out. And thank you for that because um, that is awesome. And I think that's a really wonderful way to just step into like, okay, what does this look like? You know, because if you have that little, a little guide, a little help, right? The little baby step. Okay. What, what does this look like? Kind of exploring, but like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> that's nowhere near what I thought. And especially if someone living their life in an RV can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> I think that's definitely motivating. So, oh my goodness, this has been such an amazing conversation. The time has completely flown by. I cannot even believe how fast our time has gone. Um, and I definitely, I am looking forward to to doing one like on meals and um, tips and tricks. And maybe people can uh, send in questions that they want to ask you as well um, that we can address in that conversation. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Do you have any uh, last things that you would like to um, share with everyone? You know, one of the big things that I always like to tell people is, you know, eat, just eat more plants, figure mm -hmm. out, figure out ways, swap your afternoon snack for a whole food plant fruit or vegetable, like just start by eating more plants, pick up a new, a new vegetable from the grocery store, pick up a new fruit from the grocery store. Don't let fear or intimidation hold you back. Just jump in with two feet, maybe try some familiar foods with your family so that you don't like create shockwaves, yeah. <laughs> but just start, even if it's one meal a week or one, one meal a, a day, whatever it is for you, just start, just do it. You can do it. I love it. That's awesome. So helpful. Thank you so much, Kathy Davis, for being here with us today. And um, we hope all of you enjoyed this conversation. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining us on the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please download my podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help. And I would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.